amigo, friend in Christ, BFF, bestie, brother from another mother, soul sister, bae. Do y'all know what bae means? Before all else. How do you refer to your closest friends? I remember my first best friend, Allie. One birthday, I'm not sure which one it was, um, probably around 10 or 11 years old, she handed me this little box and I opened up this box and and there was this thing that was like half of a heart and it said, be fry. And and I was like, what's be fry? And she pointed to her neck and she goes, I'm to end. And, And I remember thinking, wow, she considers me her be fry her best friend. It was this telling moment because I had never really tried to be a good friend to anyone. I just lived life the way it was modeled for me by my parents. I I remember after this moment thinking, oh, I need to be a good friend then. And and, in order to be a good friend, that means I must be loyal and I must be kind. I must remember their birthdays and bring them a present on that birthday make sure that they are invited over to my house when they have, whenever I've been invited to their house. And, and we all acted like this, and then this thing happens, middle school. And, and then suddenly with hormones and puberty, we got mean, and we became disloyal, and we were selfish. We actually kind of lived like those two broken hearts with the jagged edges in the way that we treated each other. One of the reasons here at the church that we've been looking at all of these different types of relationships, you know, we've looked at marriages, we've looked at how we treat our family, and today, friendships, is because we are so convinced that this is the greatest witness that we can give to the world. The way that we treat each other literally can change the world. They will know that we are Christians by our love. Most of us throughout our life are going to spend more time with the people that we work with, the people that we go to school with, than we are with our families or our spouses. We spend more time there. And so this might be the most important one because this is the people that we are around the most. We need to figure out how to do this friendship thing better. God is really calling us as followers of Christ to a higher standard of how we treat one another. We're gonna continue to look at the story of Jacob as we have over the past month. And today we're actually gonna read a story that's about family. And so there actually is a lot of relationship between family relationships and friendships and especially in the Old Testament because in the Old Testament, you hung out with your family. There wasn't this concept of having tons of friends. In fact, in our world, did you know that it has only become legal for people to have to go to school 100 years ago? Up until 100 years ago, your only friends were your family. And so it makes a lot of sense for us to look at a story about a family and see what it has to say about how we treat our friends. Before we read the word, though, let us first look to the Lord in prayer. Holy and loving God, I pray that you would quiet every voice within us that is not of you. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, that they would be pleasing and acceptable to you, God, for you are our sure, you are our steadfast rock. In Christ's name, amen. Hear now the word of our Lord as it continues in the story in Genesis. Jacob settled in the land where his father had lived as an alien. 
the land of Canaan. This is the story of the family of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers. He was a helper to the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of his brothers to his father. Now Israel, Israel is, by the way, quick, is Jacob's new name that God gave him. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other children because he was the son of his old age. And he had made him a long robe with sleeves. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of the brothers, they hated him. And they could not speak peaceably to him. Once Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream I dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly, my sheaf rose and stood upright. And your sheaves, they gathered around it and they bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion over us? So they hated him even more because of his words and his dreams. This is the word of the Lord. The thing about this story is that if we were to pull out any one verse, we could do an entire sermon on it. You take out verse two. Typical 17-year-old boy, he's out doing his daily duties. He sees others not working as hard as him, and so he's going to go tell the boss so that he can look better. Or verse 3, Joseph was the most beloved child of the father Jacob because he was his baby boy. Or verse 4, Joseph was hated by his brothers because they knew he was the favorite, and so he received favor. But when you read all of these verses within context, you see that there's a bigger story going on here. And something we are really committed to at this church is reading scripture in context. It's a very complicated story that's going on, but the story highlights for us several things about how to do friendship. Like we have looked at with romantic relationships several weeks ago, and then last week with family, let's just uncomplicate the way we do our friendships today. And I believe that there are two things that we do that really complicate our friendships. The first is that we have not figured out how to talk to or about our friends. Whether you call it gossip, slander, scoop, or as my boys recently taught me, spilling the tea, this type of talking, it never, ever leads to anything productive. In our story, we have Joseph telling on his brothers. Now you could say, well, Joseph was the caretaker. He was the one that was supposed to watch over what was happening with the flock. But friends, when does tattletaling on anyone ever go well for the person who tattles? Well, it was also the brothers. They were rallying around each other against Joseph because he was the favored one. You know the phrase, if you don't have anything to say, anything nice to say, don't say it at all. They were employing something that maybe we sometimes do. If you don't have anything nice to say about someone, then just say it behind their back. 
We've been looking at this memory verse in Ephesians, and right before our memory verse are these lines. If you'll put that up there real quick, Walker. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who listen, who hear. Friends, if we want to uncomplicate our friendships, the first thing that we need to take a hard look at is how we speak to and about or text to our friends. We need to make sure that the words that are coming out of our mouths are like that scripture said, that they are building up. This is what Kyle just did with the children during faith sharing. Are the things that we're saying building others up? Because when you look at the story today, Joseph and his brothers were only concerned with tearing down. Listen to the words from the scripture. It says, they hated Joseph. And then it says, they could not speak peaceably to him. Literally, they weren't able to speak words except ones that tore him down. And then they hated him even more. Why? It says, because of his words and his dreams. It was because of the things that he was saying. He was tearing them down. Joseph had this amazing gift for dreaming dreams. And we find out, and you'll find out next week, more about this gift. But when he was young, when he was 17 years old, he used that gift to tear others down and not to build others up. The Greek word in the, in the Ephesians passage that Paul uses for build up, it's literally a construction term. It's like an architectural term to describe how to make a building. There's so many elements to the construction of a building. And so you architects in here, you can correct me on this after, but one of the most important elements to a good plan is what's called the owner's perspective. In other words, if you're going to make a plan for a building, you better think about what does the owner want? Do you have any friendships that are super complicated right now? Have you ever thought about taking an owner's perspective? Consider what is really going on with them and what would it take to build them up? Before you say or text or post something, consider the owner's perspective. How will this build up, my friend? When most of us as adults in this room, when, when we were upset with somebody or someone was upset with us, we did this crazy thing. It was called face-to-face. Okay? So, and, and what I realized is when, I, when someone said something to me face-to-face, it could sting. It could hurt a little bit, but through time, you know, the emotion kind of left and, and maybe you remembered some of the words. But now... Can you imagine what what is going on? If you send an ugly text or put an ugly Facebook post, you you can look at it day after day. And the thing about the written word is that you don't know the tone of the voice. If you send an ugly email to somebody, it's almost unfair to the other person because they don't even know if your intention was evil or ugly. The written word is so difficult because you do not know the owner's perspective. It's impossible to know. And so unfortunately, we live in this world where the written word is being used to tear others down. It's not just the spoken word. Friends, as followers of Christ, we need to be about building each other up, especially in the things that we put in print. To the young people in the room who are experiencing the use of words in hurtful ways that we as adults can't even imagine, 
I want you to know that our church wants to be a place where you don't experience that judgment, where you are safe. A couple weeks ago, one of our middle schoolers invited me to go to JAM, which is our Wednesday night program. And at the end, our middle school director, Spencer, asked the floor if anybody wanted to stand and kind of share their reflections on how the school year had been in the middle school ministry. And person after person after person stood up and said, this is my safe place. This is the place where I know I'm not going to be judged. This is the place where even though I might feel like an outcast everywhere else, I'm not an outcast here. It was amazing. This is an example of how to do friendship well. This is an example of how to be in a place where you aren't worried about words coming at you that are going to wound you or words going out that are going to wound others. So it's the way we speak. The other way that we complicate our relationships and our friendships is the way we view our friends. If you look at the story, we see that the reason that the brothers hated Joseph was because they saw that their father Jacob loved him more than them. The brothers chose to see Joseph as a threat. They chose to see him as competition, as a reason they were not getting what they wanted. Was it fair that, Jacob, that Joseph was treated as the baby and got more? No. But it's not about fair. Whether things are fair or not does not determine, determine how we should love others. As followers of Christ, we are called to do friendships better. We must choose a different way. We must choose a way that's different than jealousy and envy and bitterness. One of our friends inevitably is going to be better at something than us. It's not like, though, when you celebrate that friend that you go down. When you celebrate them, you come up too. Consider the owner's perspective. How do you want a friend to react when you succeed, when you have a win? Do the same for them. Celebrate for them. When one of our friends gets something that we hoped for, whether it was like the prom date or it was the promotion or it was the SAT score, or is that healthy, healthy grandbaby? When one of our friends gets that, we need to celebrate with them because we would want that to happen to us. Maybe we can view them the way we want them to view us. I told you that I learned how to be a good friend by watching my parents. My parents know how to do friendship really, really well. On Mother's Day this year, I FaceTimed them and I knew what I would see when I was looking on the other end, I knew because my parents have best friends that they have done life with for over 40 years. They're both, all four of them are empty nesters. They're still working. They're still really, really busy with children and grandchildren and failing health. But my parents make sure they get together with their best friends, Ricky and Jane. Ricky and Jane have walked life with my parents, a life that has been filled with so much celebration, so much to succeed, so, so much success, and yet sometimes the other person was going through a terrible time. They have gone through too many moments of how could this happen to us again? But these friends have chosen to do friendship differently. They have chosen to keep it uncomplicated, rejoicing 
together and weeping together. And so when I called, there they all were on the other side, answering the call together with huge smiles on their faces, even though I know what's going on. As they spend time together, though, every time I see the four of them, I think, oh, they are building each other up, and it cannot help but spill into my life. This is what we can do for each other, y'all. Paul's going to play some music. Is it Paul? Charmaine? Charmaine is going to play some music, and I want you to consider the image that Kyle or Amelia, someone left us over here, with the blocks. Who is someone who needs you to build them up this week? Who is that person in your life that you need to speak kind words to? Who is someone in your life that you've seen as a competition or a threat that you need to celebrate this week? Friends, may it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.